selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Celebrity Book Club. that knocking at the door it's all your friends you filthy whore your husband's gone and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill it's hollywood it's books it's gossip i'm shook it's memoirs it's martinis it's studio 54 it's celebrity book club come read it while it's hot celebrity book club tell your secrets we won't talk celebrity book club no boys are allowed celebrity book club Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, best friend! Wow, welcome to Nashville. <laughs> welcome to downtown Chicago. <laughs> welcome to Dallas, where I'm opening my third Uncommon James location. And I couldn't be more excited. Welcome to actually Laguna Beach, because this episode is about none other than our idol. We talk about her maybe every episode somehow, even if the episode has nothing to do with her. Um, today we read, or shall I say studied... A cookbook by none other than Kristen Cavallari, star of Laguna Beach, and of course Vera Cavallari on E! Star of also The Hills. Yes. Villain on the hills. Mom. Hero. Businesswoman. Designer. Business owner. Ex-best friend. Style icon. Ex-wife. And... um, Lady boss. Girl boss. Nashville transplant. Chicken coop owner. So I think we should just dive right in. So just so everyone knows, so this book is called True Comfort. There's a photo of her staring off into a corner (laughs) holding a bowl of gluten-free pasta on the cover. It's more than 100 cozy recipes free of gluten and refined sugar. This is her third cookbook because, yeah, us busy moms couldn't (laughs) get enough. Because if there's one thing you associate with Kristen Cavallari, it's food. (laughs) Here's the thing. On the show, she actually is... 
cooking. Uh, well, she is always cooking a lot. Is just, it's like 50% of her house is islands. It's right. just like all massive marble islands. She's always at a huge island talking with her now ex-husband, Jay Cutler. Okay, but we also need to just like just dive in. Okay, quickly. yeah, let's, so let's go. Just, so let's just the big reveal is we cooked food and it's literally sitting right here. We it's, timed it perfectly because we're geniuses. Yeah, sorry, Ina Garden. Like, and we have three cavalry dishes, piping hot, and one dessert. Let's start off first with the squash. Carbonara. Carbonara. So we made a squash carbonara. When we say squash, we obviously mean zoodles. <laughs> because honestly, like. White flour is not welcome in Kristen's house. Um, okay, honestly, we have to talk about her background. Let's get into it right now. Let's right. just eat it and then. All right, buy one. Mm. Mm. So creamy and hard. So <laughs> it's both creamy and hard at the same time. Really a study in contrast, very much like Kristen herself. Um, <laughs> the color can only be described as like a children's slop. I mean, it's got the bright orange of the squash zoodles. We have the bright, awesome green of the peas. And the, and you the, know, the pinkish hues of the bacon. And then, uh, so it called <laughs> for, you know, obviously an egg and cheese mix that you add to the pasta at the end. The BLT of pastas. It it did scramble a little. And I know that a scramble can happen in any carbonara if you're not doing it right. I do feel like there's something about her recipe that kind of like lended itself. <laughs> Let's break down the scrambled. recipe. So her whole thing is that like she actually like loves pasta more than anything else. But she noticed like... Mm, carbs and white flowers making her really sluggish. And as a business owner and a mom of three... She doesn't have time to be sluggish. No, 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 no. She, she has, has an empire ins- to she, run. She also has a very long commute, as you know, in season two of Very Cavalier. <laughs> she moves to a larger home that's further from the Gulch, the neighborhood in Nashville where the Uncommon James store is located. Which is where we dream of having a bachelorette party. <laughs> All I want to do is get blackout in the parking lot of the Uncommon James store in the Gulch. No, and you can do bachelorettes at the Uncommon James store. So also her bigger home, I think, is close to country singer Luke Bryan's estate as well, because she's always like, trading goats with him on Yeah, season they had two. that goat trade. Um, anyway, so Cavallari, yes, Mamma Mia, Kristen is Italian. Italian. And she grew up with those comforting pasta dishes, but wanted to modernize it. Now, yeah, for usual... Yeah, temporary, super thin Nashville transplant mom. Carbonara, you do the egg cheese mixture, you cook the pasta, and then you take it off the heat and you mix it. Yeah, so what she recommends in this recipe is just not cooking the squash noodles at all. So they're just like still hard and you throw them into this like bacon fat that you've been doing with the garlic and shallot. And they just never really get cooked. No, I was like looking in the recipe and I was like, oh, we must have to like, you know, boil the zoodles for like two minutes or something like that super fast just to get them tenderized a little. And she's like, no, no, no. And I was like, this just doesn't sound it's like, okay, right. here's, the, here's the issue with this recipe. First of all, not cooking the zoodles. <laughs> Second two of all, zoodles. Two zoodles. <laughs> Three, the color is horrifying. And it really, really does look like a crazy Lunchables. <laughs> I was saying. Children's meal. But I actually held myself back to have this crazy 90s anecdote to you on air. I had this cookbook that I got, like a 90s scholastic book fair that was so like grub like gross meals and it's like this cookbook for kids that's like crazy halloween scary meals and everything is like supposed to look like eyes or something like that and like this is what that reminds me of 
this kind of eye-based food. So this is Halloween slop, <laughs> as you were saying. And I'm just like, are Jack? So her children are named Jacks, Sailor, and, and James. Uncommon. And that's, James. of course, she named Uncommon James after her daughter. Or someone was like, it was, I read somewhere in some magazine, it was just like, um, originally inspired as a take on her daughter's name. And it's like, it's not really like an inspired take. It just is her daughter's name. name. Yeah, I, it's like, maybe she spelled it backwards if it was like, Sange. <laughs> wow, okay. That would be a little... <laughs> that would be a take on something. Yeah, that'd be freaky. Um, Her other thing that totally weighs her down and makes her sluggish is cow's milk. Yeah, so she refuses to use cow's milk or even cow's butter, which is sort of the classic butter. She's like, I only use goat milk butter. But then she has, as you were noticing... Nothing but veal, like, throughout the book. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, so you're not really, like, save the cows or whatever. You're just like, no, you're more like too heavy. And kill like, the cows about it. She's like, uh, cow's milk makes me totally heavy. But do throw six ounces of veal into this, like, chili. Yeah, I guess I don't really feel, like, so full from this kind of gross carbonara. No, it is light and creamy for sure. Oh, but so instead of parm, she uses... The Spanish cheese manchego, because yeah. that's sheep. And I guess manchego is like a little bit softer than parm. Is parm, parm a cow? Yeah. Huh. But parm also can be made out of... No, wait. Listen, the way parm... I, like, I do not know what cheese is. No, no, no. Parm... I've never really understood cheese. It like comes from the fat and it's curds and it's like it's milk. But it's, it's like, a... that's the thing is it's like milk, cheese, and butter are all the same thing. Yes. And it's just about like how much you stir it. And like shake it. Have you ever made butter? No, you I haven't. Shake it. Did, have you shake like, it. What did you do? That like old Sturbridge Village? <laughs> I, I think I did it like on a field trip at Sturbridge Village. <laughs> and you shake like a bottle with like a metal ball in it for a really long time. That's supposed to turn into cream or butter. Damn. Or one of those. Ugh, need to go back to Sturbridge. Ugh, sounds boring as hell. <laughs> it is really boring. You're like, oh, I'm tired. Okay, so she's pro goat. Anyway, there's no goat milk in this recipe, but it's just like, I don't know, like the sweetness but of the But Manchego is sheep is what I'm saying, so it's no cow. So it's no cow. Like, I do like mixing a sweetness salty, so like you get the peas and the, the bacon. Like, that's not a horrible idea. I think like peas can be lovely in a carbonara. I guess it's just like the squash just makes it too, it's like there's too much of a sweetness here. Too much of a sweetness. It's also like. Isn't squash kind of sweet? Yeah. So that's the issue, because, like, a regular pasta wouldn't have that. Like, I'm almost just, like, this would be better as, like, where's your fucking lentil pasta carbonara or something. Like, right, because she has a ton of recipes in here that are, like, daddy's famous pasta sauce with brown rice lentil pasta. If you're going to do a squash pasta, I'm almost just, like, well, then just go full butternut squash ravioli about it and just be, like, brown butter sauce. Right, or, like, a sausage with... Yeah. It's this thing that she does in it where she's like, oh, instead of just like cooking more vegetables, let's just make things nasty the, on, by it, replacing things. I, yeah, and I do think the peas are wrong. I'm going to come out and say it. The peas add too much sweetness. I've, yeah, the peas and, with and the butternut squash. And the garish green with the garish orange. It just like, it gets full Halloween. <laughs> garish. Don't think it's garish. It's absolutely garish. I'm, I, I can't stand to look at this zoodle meal. This also maybe like a sin in Italiano cooking. Like my one thing that I don't like 
Isbees. And I know like it huh. can be used like gorgeously in pastas in like a delicate like manner. Like a risotto. Yes, or like a spring pea pasta. And it's these fresh English peas with pancetta. But just like since this is already such slop... What are you smiling over there about? I'm just, I'm remembering like Padma Lakshmi's like diary of what she eats in a day and how she talks about how she like doesn't eat anything before all the chopped like folk come up or top chef folk come up. But she's like, I want to give them the benefit of my hunger. And I feel like we didn't really eat today. We're giving Kristen the benefit of our hunger. We are like, I am having more. We each gave ourselves these little bowls and I'm like, Definitely continuing to eat it because yeah, I'm, I'm like eating my little slop. Well, and in this way where she's like, okay, I guess what is quote unquote true comfort about it? Like, I am comforted by the <laughs> creaminess in this way where I'm like, well, I'm hungry and this has just this sensation of like cream. But we should move on. Well, again, things are still piping hot to her like oat milk cream spinach recipe. And, you know, cream spinach, of course, for many folks, it evokes Carol, the film. It evokes the 50s. <laughs> it evokes martinis. It's just sort of a weird dish that people aren't really making. It's kind of a surprise to see it in here well, because she's being more like, as you know, like Nashville high top, like so cauliflower pot stickers. And which, that's what a lot of these recipes are in this book and like it's just cauliflower pot stickers but instead of like flour it's oat flour and arrowroot powder and goat butter so she has a little description of why like she chose this dish and let me read Mm. her description for the coconut cream spinach and it will give you kind of a window into why cream spinach reminds me of my early days in Chicago we'll break this down so Jay Cutler was on the Chicago Bears right and and that's really the city where they fell in love the city where they had Mm. their three kids and it's a city that has a lot of meaning to them Totally. And it's kind of where she became a mom and just like really became her. So Chicago is also a city of massive steakhouses and cream spinach is a classic side. Yeah. Chicago is massive in many ways. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's very, it's a cow. What is it called? There's a famous poem. (laughs) <laughs> and it is called like about like well because it used to be like this the the sort of distribution point for meat in yes. the country it was like the sort of the slaughterhouse way station and like it was always like meat was leaving Chicago on trains and boats right so it is called something like the steer capital of the world so that's yes there's wide also sidewalks wide sidewalks wide folk. <laughs> And here you are canceling Por- our... Portions are very large. Portions are larger. The deals are big. The rents are smaller. The apartments are huge. Yeah. It, it's kind of a honey, I drunk the kids kind of place. Um, as we know, I went to college there and I miss the food. I miss the restaurants. I miss the bar and grills. There is a bar and grill culture there that's super welcoming. I went and to... And non-judgmental. And it is more, I feel like when parents come, like I went to a steakhouse with friend of the pod, Daniel... And that's where I first met his mom, Holly, and she was like on three phones as we were at like some famous steakhouse. And did you get cream spinach? And did you fall in love with a football player? <laughs> I wish. Okay, right? keep reading the description. Okay. Cream spinach reminds me of my early days in Chicago when I frequently ate at a particular steakhouse and always ordered the cream spinach. I never felt great afterwards thanks to a casein sensitivity. What? Okay, we have to find out what casein is. (laughs) So I figured out how to make the dairy-free version. This dish has become a Christmas Day tradition in my house over the past few years, and I don't see it stopping anytime soon. 
I'll tell you honest, a lot of the things in this cookbook are like Christmas Eve traditions. Like her famous dad's meatballs are also a Christmas Eve tradition. There's a lot of like holiday references. I mean, the other weird part of the book we should say is that basically any reference to Jay has been scrubbed. So because they got divorced last year. And so it's like. The book is all about like family and coming together, and like there's all these like football references, like to game day, but there's no yeah. actual specific reference to like my husband was married to for ten years as a football player, and just like it's all very just like a little bit in the ether, right? Like steakhouse, so much game day, like wings two ways, and she's like Sundays are my favorite day because I have all my friends over and we watch the game, and let's have my cauliflower buffalo bites like the healthy way, and you're like, huh? I wonder why you're watching the game every Sunday. Like, obviously, yes, like, like, guy's girl, but... I mean, she is a guy's girl, but I also feel like she's really just not watching the game anymore. I don't think her and Justin and Scoot and Mary Morris (laughs) are just, like, (laughs) throwing on the... I was about to say the bulls. Um... Yeah, the way her and Scoot and Justin. Those are her gay friends. Okay, let's taste the cream sponge. I just did one thing that we can pass back because... Lily prepared this for me in a mug, which I find super adorable and... Again, very comforting. True comfort. So we're going to watch Steven eat it first. Do you want mouth sounds on the mic or is that so gross? Yes, I do. ASMR stuff. Mm. Or pass. Mm. Well. Sounds wet. (laughs) Super wet. (laughs) Huh. I mean, that nutmeg is definitely in there. Good thing your casine sensitivity isn't flaring up. No, thank God. When I discovered I had a casine sensitivity, I felt like my world was caving in until I discovered green spinach with oat flour. I mean, the oat flour... Oh, this is also made with coconut oil, coconut cream. Yeah, so it's got that coconut oil that people are always like putting on their body. And then I'm like, you also cook with it. That's gross. And then there's coconut milk, which I don't know. We didn't know if that was the same thing as coconut cream. And Lily had an issue in the supermarket where she thought we should get that, like, coconut creamer, like, for coffee. I mean, the coconut creamer did sound more disgusting. Yeah. But I wanted to stay true. True, true to true comfort, true, which true is about being as, like, nasty as possible. I don't know. I'm just, like, the mix of the coconut oil and the coconut milk and the oat flour, it's just giving it this weird, like, vegan taste that's, like, why? But it's, you know, it's There's that, also chicken sock in it. It's, like, it's not vegan. That's thing. She's not vegan. It's, like, we don't have to do this. Yeah. She also, like, does not use olive oil in this book. She only uses coconut oil, which, again, it's just adding to this weird fake health food store culture. Yeah. It's very fake health food where everything has to be, like— A bulletproof, like— it A has bulletproof to be- arrowroot powder coffee, and it's just, like— Again, why? Like, what about the Roman movement of, I mean, listen, in many ways, like, Kristen. Say it. Is thinner than Allison Roman. (laughs) (laughs) Squad us in Roman. I'm just like, so like, I guess like all of these weird powder dishes like do keep you thin, but I'm just like, (laughs) yeah. And she stays being true to her comfort. I feel like she's not. The phrase that you put on my birthday cake, calories in, calories out. No. She does not believe that it's just about calorie counting. She's very just like, no, you actually need to only eat beetroot powder. Yeah, she is much more of the like... Pass that, pass that green spinach back. Okay, I don't know. I, I mean, I'll this, say this. This is certainly better and closer to what I imagine cream spinach should be than the squash carbonara. Absolutely. It's like this is a more healthy replacement. I'm like, I'm getting the creamy... I think because 
squash carbonara. Like carbonara is such a classic, iconic, naughty dish. Yeah. And cream spinach is just slop anyway. Yeah. And it's supposed to be weird slop. And you know what? I and do so like this is oat powder slop. The red pepper flakes like go a long way. I think it really needs that heat. Gives it real good heat. It gives it good heat. It, that kind of modernizes it a bit. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you think of cream spinach as such a mild dish. And it gives it this like totally Roman red pepper. I'm also just like, I don't even know why the oat flour needed to be in here. Well, to thicken it. Couldn't you thicken it with, I guess, regular flour? (laughs) Well, that's her whole thing. In the beginning, she goes on a whole rant how it's just like so not even welcome in her mother chumping island. So here's another thing that I'm going to sort of admit ignorance on. It's just like flour is dot, 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 wheat. Wheat. Right. And wheat is like also beer and it's also bread. And it's very yes. like, OK, so again, these ingredients just suddenly become everything. So that's <laughs> what. Yeah. And like the whole like gluten right. would come from the original wheat. We got to get you on a woof farming visit. Oh, where I can be just like exploited by some weird couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that can be your next trip. And like you're kind of figuring out like. What wheat is and what butter is. Okay. And I guess I'm just like, so if we're good into the oat flour, then maybe we didn't need to do the coconut oil. Like, what if this had had right. olive oil in it? Would it be better? Or goat butter, I think. Yeah. Or ghee, even. Ghee, yeah. Well, ghee is clarified regular butter. Oh, so it's just butter. Yeah. That you like sift or something? Yeah, I guess that you like take off the top or something. I'm always still like confused like what ghee is. But it's like... The butter and the fat and the something, you clarify it and you simmer it and it's clarified. And I don't really honestly know what clarified (laughs) means. I've looked it up many a time and like tried to make it. But yeah, it's like the use goat butter. I guess like so when we're having this broader question here of like what is the point of introducing all of these trendy ingredients to recipes as opposed to just making like some sort of healthy vegetable with olive oil that's not that crazy. Because she does have I mean, okay, the broccolini recipe is really particularly Antony. Yeah, where it's literally it's just, olive oil. It's olive oil, shallots, there's not even garlic in it. Just literally the instructions are Oh, here we go. My hands down favorite way to cook veggies is to roast them in the oven. It's just like, okay, the simplicity of that phrase is like really bordering on like Monica Lewinsky level of like observation. Just like, I love cooking vegetables in the oven. It's like, oh, okay, cool. I like my broccolini slightly charred because it brings out a mild nutty flavor. My kids devour broccolini. I can't do the same for other vegetables. It's also the humor in this book is just like, it's so mild. It's like actually the most mild asides where I'm just like, did anyone write this? This is like so bot written. So when I make this, I do half without the red pepper flakes. There's also all these references to just like, yeah, and kids can't handle caffeine. That's why I like don't put the matcha in the matcha waffles for the kids. I wish this cookbook was a little more Nashville and matcha waffles. Like, so she has these matcha waffles in the beginning. Right, because you think Nashville and you think everything is like a soy, lime, chili glaze, like honey bucked. I mean, I guess there are a lot of like Mexican bar and grill recipes in here that are like her that we didn't make that are like her game day nachos, which also she has sour cream in them. And you're like, so again, those, sour cream. Those looked so so disgusting. I couldn't even. The ones with the cashew crema. Yeah. Like that again is slop. A lot of these veer into slop territory. Celebrity Book Club. This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. 
You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumbled down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. (laughs) There are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com bookclub and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. Let's move into our next tasting. These, I made her pumpkin banana muffins. And yeah, these go fast is like her description of them. Just like, these are a classic in my house. Once I put these out on one of my seven islands, (laughs) my three kids devour them and all of my other staff can't stop eating them. So another big thing in this book is that she's always talking about how she gets up at 4 a.m. every day to make make like such a massive apple souffle for her family that like that they can munch on all week. And it keeps leftovers. Not that there will be any. Which I do kind of believe because it is so celeb to go to bed at 8 p.m. and wake up at 4 a.m. And she's like, I started waking up randomly at 5 a.m. lately um so i could have a little me time yeah moms you know what i'm talking about Uh, those precious hours and then she's like when you actually get some peace and quiet and she's like but what do i do with those extra seven hours i make a massive (laughs) apple souffle i mean in the show she's always just like i got in a quick workout before my like morning flight to tampa (laughs) and then like i did an iv when i got there (laughs) and it's just like getting like such an injection right past this to me I will say on the show, she... Oh, my God. Yeah. This is so soft and wet. <laughs> Super soft and this wet. This is a sponge. This feels like an old kitchen sponge. <laughs> like, that's just been sitting... But I'm And I'm not insulting years. you. Like, no. I couldn't... Ba- you know I can't bake. I can barely do anything. Okay, here we go. And again, mm. these are oat flour-based. Wet. Wet and bitter. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't... It tastes like dough. I will say, okay. It's not, it, like, this ain't done. I, I think I made a mistake also. It's so here, thick and wet. With the wetness, that's maybe my fault, is that it called, the recipe made 24 muffins, and I was like, 
the way I don't need 24 of these like <laughs> did you have the recipe? so I have the recipe but it called for three bananas and the original recipe called for three bananas and one full can of pumpkin puree okay and so I have the banana part okay but I didn't have the pumpkin part because I was like I don't want this. oh you were like let me double up on pumpkin yeah because I was like well let me just ditch some of the bananas I don't want what am I gonna do with the rest of half of a can of pumpkin okay so you were so just being like use the whole animal like in native tradition <laughs> yes, like we no. need to honor this pumpkin I was being like stem to orange about it just like, like I don't know why you read so stem to orange but this can of pumpkin like a you could just like cover it with something b like just don't use or all of throw it. it out I guess because like that I mean that's definitely what's happening here it's like so full of creamy pumpkin mixture. <laughs> yeah. And also so, I feel like you would want to like maybe focus on the banana more because that's kind of what people like about banana bread anyway. Right, over the pumpkin stuff. And that's on me. Hmm. I mean, listen, I would <laughs> rather have a wet brownie than a dry brownie. Right? Like, you know, I know you like You know I stuff. like uncooked, like moist things. Oh, yeah, I bet you do. Like, I, I like this a super soft chocolate cookie. Right, like totally gooey, gooey out, out of the, the oven. What's also so ghostly about this book and her entire life is out of respect for her children, she doesn't have them on the show. Yeah, and, and she's so celebrity where, like, the only pictures you see, you either see them from the back or she puts, like, an emoji over their face. And... We also, they're mentioned all the time in these books, but all the photos are like of her, like, okay, take the, for, the for, take for example, the, the photo on the soup section. She's stirring a pot and she's looking down as to look like she's looking down at a child. She, no, every photo, she's looking <laughs> off in some vague direction, like kind of interacting with the food, but not really. Like cozy nights, here she is <laughs> in a cardigan, half tucked into like mid-rise Madewells, chopping garlic, like hair doing the like perfect like cocker spaniel like framing the face like waves the photo for sides is completely insane in this rocking chair on her porch holding like (laughs) holding an unknown bowl which and there's just like so many like cozy i mean the whole book the christian girl autumn aesthetic is really the dominant aesthetic of this book yeah and she's like in this white sweater with like a big cozy blanket that it's not on her there's like a couple like styled dead leaves on the porch like nearby it's like the leaves coming in on her massive and she just has the most like placid smile like (laughs) head cocked to the side she's also one thing that she does that i do all the time is she's always um like posing asymmetrically do you notice this oh like body over like her body is always like contraposto as we say in the business. Okay, I feel like that's the name of a, like, massive Italian restaurant in Boston. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, the four of us went to Contra- Contraposto. It's in the new, It's in the Seaport District. <laughs> we got grilled piazzas, <laughs> grilled octopus. You have to get their Branzino. It's only $140. <laughs> it's a shared tomahawk Branzino. <laughs> Um, I want to read this description that, again, it, like, vaguely refers to Jay and is also her being like, yeah, we actually, like, go to dives. These are for her um, chilaques. Like, how do you oh, pronounce Chilaquiles. Chilaquiles. 
When we lived in Chicago, every weekend we went to breakfast at a little hole-in-the-wall place up in the burbs, and I always ordered the chilaquiles. I miss our spot, but when I make this, it takes me back to those days. I think you'll agree that tortilla chips covered in yummy salsa and all the fixings make this breakfast bowl both comforting and hearty. It's like the way she's like so horny still for Chicago Yeah, in this book, and it's like, yeah, of the good days of her marriage, because I feel like Nashville is when Jay retired. And Jay became just sort of like this sort of sad house husband and her business was booming and she felt like he wasn't supporting her enough. And they would talk about the show and she'd be like, you know, I supported you while you were bawling for the Chicago Browns. Bears. Bears. And she was like, Close. Cleveland Browns. Thank you. Excuse oh, me. Was that what, what was sorry. that? A, sorry, was that a burp of were you getting cream spinach or? I'm, unfortunately, I'm getting the zoodle. That <laughs> okay. seemed like a zoodle burp. Um, and she, but you know, it's also like you're nostalgic for the days before life was so hectic and you were younger. And I feel like she's also nostalgic for pre-kids. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Your life changes when you have kids. Your life changes. And it life changes. changes. That's a hit song from Thomas Rhett, another Nashville favorite. And I will say Thomas Rhett's Nashville aesthetic is similar. Like that is the new Nashville. Like Thomas Rhett is this country singer who's like, it's truly basically adult contemporary pop. Soft Henley, like boot cut or skinny jeans. Really skinny jeans. Yeah. Like the mute, like his first album, which I did love. A lot of like little silver jewelry. Right. Basically, he wears uncommon jewelry. Yeah. And that is the same like culture of uncommon James having like a mimosa tower and like an MCD oat brand I mean, espresso shot. There's the thing about the uncommon James aesthetic and the natural aesthetic is there's such a vacancy to it. Like everything is just so clear and clean and empty and like these massive empty rooms like the whole show is so many kitchen counters and she's like using her built-in espresso that she's like yeah. never even seen before and like doesn't even know how it works then they're going to some like high top like bar and grill that's like in some massive empty like reclaimed warehouse that like has just nobody in it and like so many huge tables i will say this is like a total not to be so film nerd is that I feel like Nashville actually is so crowded and they're just like renting out the high top table to film on the show. For the for the realized aesthetic. I mean, I guess you're, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> you say like so crowded, you mean like uh, like actually the year over year like tourist returns in Nashville are like approaching like 7.5%. And like <laughs> and the room the the room <laughs> occupancy rate at Nashville hotels was 86% last year. That's the highest of any major metropolitan area in the continental US. No, it is fully that where you're like, rents have actually, and building due to contractors' weekly publication that I do subscribe to, it's like, rents have gone up actually 80.7%. But it's like, the picture that Kirsten Cavallari uploaded last night of her, Mary Morris, and then her gay friends, Justin and Scoot, like, they're literally at an empty table. There's nothing on the table. There's no, like, aesthetic signifiers anywhere near them. They're just, like, on a sidewalk. They're having, there's, like, one glass of wine. And then the next photo is just, like, Justin, like, maybe on a rooftop. Again, there's not even, like, a plant. There's, like, nothing in the background. And, like, the caption is just like, yeah, let's just say last night got a little crazy. And also... Justin, her best friend, who's like 
the biggest hairstylist to the stars, yet I'm confused. It only seems like he's just also at his big island with Scoot and Kristen and they're like drinking wine. But he does like Jessica Simpson's hair and Aniston's hair and like. He's just like leaving Nashville to go do Aniston and then flying back. And then he has a hair brand called like, that's like a coloring brand called like Depew. (laughs) Why is it called Depew? DP. I think it's like DP Hue. Like the hue of hair. Oh, yeah. DP Hue, like director of photography. And he always like posts cooking videos where he's making like his coffee in the morning. And it's so this and psycho where he's like Nespresso. And then it's like so many powders, oils. This also comes back to like the whole like massive kitchen aesthetic. This massive clean like marble island like with so many, um you know, pot filler, like brass pot fillers coming on the wall where it's just like when you live in that kitchen, you just think that you have a cooking show. Like yeah, you think that your life <laughs> you've is been Because it just, it does look like a studio. So you're just like, okay, well, let me just like arrange all my pots of coffee and just like do a, do a turmeric tutorial for no one. Did you just say turmeric? <laughs> <laughs> so an, another aspect of this book that's just like very, these dishes are nothing she ever makes. And just like, really the inspiration is just her like vaguely sitting in outfits like near food. <laughs> this is the description of chicken ragu a la king, which we did not cook. I think this is my favorite recipe in the whole book. In fact, it's one of my favorites ever. While I love to make this on a cold winter's night when I'm cozy in sweats with my hair in a ponytail, it's also <laughs> light enough to make on a warm summer night and eat outside in jean shorts with a glass of chilled white wine. It's like, sorry, that was written by an alien. I'm sorry. So this dish is perfect for cozy sweats or jean shorts outside. Which is in that it's like links to her like a new one, Common James, like denim shorts. You're like. It pairs perfectly with a a super thin double choker in the girl boss (laughs) teal. You're just like, what? And chilled wine in my copper Uncommon James stemless tumblers. (laughs) Everything is copper and stemless over like, there. Chicken is for ponytail weather or right. hair down. <laughs> okay, speaking this of... It's total messy bun chicken. Some of her chicken recipes where she, like, names it something that's just fully not, and it's like, just call it something else, but... The crazy way she's like being like in her editor's notes being like, uh, yeah, dad, how does it feel to see all your recipes like and Nona's like good Italian recipes in this book is her recipe for chicken Milanese, which is just like her going off about how. Okay, I've never met anyone who doesn't love chicken parm. It's a classic dish that seems to bring back a fond memory for just about everyone. I remember ordering it when we would go out to eat as a kid and it being smothered in gooey cheese. I always managed to eat every last bite. I couldn't put together a comfort food cookbook without including some version of fried chicken. It's like, well... Okay, so one chicken parm is not fried chicken. I love chicken parm, but sometimes I just want the chicken by itself. Milanese, and it's like... So you couldn't put them. Sorry, sorry. It's like (laughs) just saying, like, what do you do when you want to have chicken by itself, (laughs) and you're just stumped? (laughs) She goes, chicken by itself, or smothered in pesto, or in my dad's favorite pasta sauce, without all the heavy cheese. So here you go, chicken milanese with a twist. For the classic milanese, leave the pesto and tomato sauce off. So she's like, this year, she's like, so these are actually none of the recipes I told you. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, and then everything is like, here's my famous like gluten-free pasta. She's like, but if you want, like, don't use the gluten-free pasta and use whatever pasta you like. And you're like, well, that this is just a normal ass recipe. That's just pasta with red sauce. Right. And her dad's famous sauce that's like so secret family recipe is literally just like tomatoes, the... tomato-based garlic. And she's like, dried basil garlic. And you're like, okay, so this was dad's secret sauce. The pasta sauce, really, like, I'm, I feel like I'm misreading it because I'm looking at it over four times to be like, no, wait, there has to be some twist to it. But it's just literally tomatoes, tomato paste, garlic, olive oil, oregano, basil, salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> just tomato sauce. When the snow is falling outside, there's nothing better than a big warm bowl of chia pino. <laughs> <laughs> Never, which is like Italian seafood stew. It's like, I don't know. Are you like gazing outside your big Nashville property watching the snowfall? I mean, yes, yeah, she's so Christian girl autumn. She's always holding I mean, a mug yes. and wearing like six scarves and hats when it's just like 61 degrees. Okay, so I want to talk about the game use in this. Um, we touched on the veal a little bit. She's also a big fan of bison. And she's like, I always have bison on hand in my pantry. <laughs> and you know what I realized? For the use of bison and veal is because Jay is a really big hunter. Oh, so he's probably got a lot of just like bucks in the freezer. I think he has tons of bucks in the freezer and tons of bison in the freezer. Bison is also this thing, though, that I feel like has been embraced by the fitness community, yes. which, you know, ha- like, you know, really is focused on Austin, which does have the highest gyms per capita of any metropolitan area <laughs> in, in the country. Their gym capita rose about 47.9 percent. Well, in a way, I feel like what all happened to Austin in... 2009 is happening to Nashville now. Yeah, it's becoming... I mean, she literally opened her Uncommon Gym store next to that gym that that Worth was opening. Remember the first season? The guy at the ponytail is like opening up his gym. And Jay was supposed to open his meat store, Cuts. But now Jay, instead of... He has a subscription box called Cuts. Which is so fucking stupid. And it's with Pat LaFrida, which is just the meat. It's kind of just like... So you're just not doing it. This is just Pat LaFrida meat that's being delivered. Right. That is the purveyor of like many fine restaurants. And it's like... It's just Pat LaFrida, but like make it MAGA. I'm calling bullshit on Pat LaFrida. Like I'm just like... So many places now you'll no, go I, and it'll oh, be like yes, Pat LaFrida yes. beef. And I'm like, no, no, it's very like, I'm, I don't believe this. This is I'm not cheering. Pat LaFrida. No, no, everything can't be Pat LaFrida. <laughs> like Pat LaFrida can't be just like the highest quality meat, like butchered at the localest New York farm, <laughs> like from the most storied chef in all of New York. And then it's just like, OK, well, so everything is Pat LaFrida. There's no way that there's this kind of quality control happening. Yeah, I'm sure it's just like fucking round the bend beef. Yeah. And they're just they're labeling. a goddamn <laughs> label on it. It's Mass Brothers all over again. Yeah, I wanted to like get a cuts box and I looked at the prices and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not paying $200 to get Fuck like yes. six hot dogs, eight ounces of bison, eight ounces of ground beef. I mean, yeah, I love Jay, but sorry, Jay. It's also, yeah, that'd be cooler if you had this store, but... He's just more fake. And it would be more of a destination. But, you know, it's hard to go through a divorce with a really, really public businesswoman. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I was going to say, sorry, my only point. Oh, about that gym? 
the reason that I brought up gems and then I brought up the fitness aesthetic is that I do think bison is like a huge thing in post-workout culinary culture and like a lot of like, you know, rap stations that you see popping up all over major metro areas will like have a bison wrap and you're just like, why? And like, I think there's been some idea implanted into the public imagination that bison is like higher in protein or like leaner meat than... I mean, I think it just generally is leaner okay. meat. <laughs> like, in this way, it's, it's just, and it has the, more of the consistency of maybe a little more, it has a gamier flavor if, like, you think a turkey's too bland. It's a very muscle maker grill to get, like, bison balls in a sun-dried tomato wrap. <laughs> so fucking gross. But right, and just one thing about that gym, that gym was co-owned by Tim McGraw, I remember, they mentioned on the show. And Woof, Wolf, or whatever man. Oh, worth. 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 Okay, because Tim McGraw was, like, not on the show. Well, obviously, I'm sure he was just, like, an investor and, like, this is Tim McGraw's gym. Right, 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 right. I also, sidebar, I fully think Tim McGraw's gay. What do you think? Wow. Why? Because, like, how else do you, like, stay in a marriage that long? Yeah. And he's, like, manorexic and owns a gym. Yeah, I guess that, but he's an investor in a gym. I mean, right. He's and been, it is just very straight to like have random investments. Right. Like Mark Wahlberg also has franchise. It's very straight guy to have a gym. It's also gay guy to have a gym. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, it's less about the gym for me it, and more of his beautiful 30 year marriage to Faith Hale and the fact that he's. Right. Yes, all country singers are wearing tight Heather shirts, but his just seem that much tighter. I just think what you're thinking is like if he were actually straight, he'd be a dog. And, like, that marriage would have ended years ago amid infidelity rumors. Possibly. And so what they must have is some sort of arrangement like Will and Jada. Yeah. Huh. I mean, it's certainly tracking. But I'm like, would Faith Hill do that? Like, she has her own career. It's not like she needs some sort of payout. Or is it the 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 beauty of the image is good for both their careers? The image is good for both of their careers. I mean, you know, they have, like, the most famous, strongest marriage in Nashville. And it's like, you know, if one of them hasn't had like a hit in a while, it's like they still have their sort of legendary status together. Right. They have a legendary strong marriage. (sighs) You know that Marin Morris and her husband just became the third couple this century to have a top 10 hit together. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, who's her? I thought she was married to a baseball player. No, she's married to like a country singer. Oh, and or is he like I forget what his name is. It's definitely like Aaron Luke or something. (laughs) Yeah, and they like maybe he plays guitar and he's more Mumford and Sons. He is more Mumford and he plays piano and guitar. And like he only he's so Kristen. I've never seen a photo of him not in like a distressed Christian Girl Autumn white sweater <laughs> okay. or cream sweater. And that's like cowl necked and buttons. Yeah, it's and, only like, cowl necked and buttons and like little slashes. And it's very just like a cow's but make it Nashville. <laughs> By the way, I just had a bite because, again, like we are hungry and I'm, you know, still tasting. I went back into the squash carbonara, and let me tell you, this cold or medium, it's not holding up. Absolutely not. It's it's that warmth, that true comfort that comes from that heat. But when it's just getting like it's getting goopier, and like that's so Andrew deferred to just be like, I like foods that are warm. warm. (laughs) 
because they can really comfort you on a cozy, cold autumn, summer, winter day when you're outside in the morning before your kids get up, right before dinner, or anytime your friends are coming over or you're having a girl boss moment. <laughs> right. It's like, again, back to her alien writing where she's like, <sighs> I'm trying to imagine this call where they were like, Kristen, like, write down some of your inspiration. And she's like, Fall means jeans, ponytails, ponytail wine, <laughs> cold, windows down, leaf, <laughs> <laughs> windows up with sweater, <laughs> turning the lights on, my closet. My bench in my closet. They're like, okay, I think we got it. We got enough here. Thank you, Kristen. Wait, should we try your third dish? Yeah, but I just found another amazing... It seems like her dad is the one who should have written this book because she's really falling on him for, like, a lot of this comfort. She comes, like, from... Also, it's, like, being from Laguna. It's, like, to just, like... She's, like, yes, my heritage is so Italian, but it's also just high-top culture. My dad told me about this incredible dish he had in an Italian restaurant in San Diego. (laughs) (laughs) He described it to me in great detail, saying it was the best Italian dish he'd ever had. So I immediately started taking notes. Sorry, the book report level of this? Uh, Yeah. Just introduced in this story being like, my dad described a dish to me in great detail. He told me this story after he had dined at a dinner at a restaurant in San Diego, which is about 45 minutes away. It's like getting into Jessica Simpson territory. <laughs> no, it's also like her looking at Jay just being like, working on her cookbook, just being like, I should talk to my dad. And he's like, yeah, babe, that's a really good idea. I mean, her relationship with her dad is so random on the show because then she's always like, we need to reconnect. Well, I mean, then there is the really sad thing about her brother. The darkness, yeah. Yeah, the darkness. Her brother did, like, wander off into the desert and, like... Pass. Pass away in, like, such a, like, drug addict, like, crazy way. And he was, like, depressed and... Yeah, and, like, had a history of mental health issues. And they found his car on the side of the road. So I think ever since that, her and the dad are... Had trouble connecting. And it's hard to talk about that. And, you know, Laguna, it's a very sort of, like, conservative community. And I don't think you talk about your feelings that much. No, and again, he is the strong Italian businessman, yeah. and her mom does live in Chicago, and there her parents are divorced, so she's closer with her mom. But then it's like in that episode where, like, wait, does her dad go to Italy with her in the episode where she's finding her roots? No, she just, oh, she like, just goes wishes. because she wants to talk with him about it. Yes, and then she goes to Italy, and it's just her meeting with random jewelers, being like, "I want to sort of demi fine line." <laughs> Yeah, I think that UJ is going to do Demi Fine. And like, that's huge. And I don't know if the UJ girls are ready for us to do Demi Fine, but we're doing it. And it's her with this like old Italian jeweler, like high up in Roma. And he's being like, this is a necklace. (laughs) And she's being like, wow. After meeting with a Demi Fine jewelry maker, it really opened my eyes. To what's possible. But before that, she meets all these Cavalieri cousins and they welcome her. And they're just like, we are Cavalieri's. And she's like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And she's just like <laughs> being so parasultan at this like one farm and just being so like, I'm never going to see these people again. And they're like toasting with wine. And she's like, I can't wait to tell my dad about this. And then she does. And the dad is just like, well, Kristen, I'm really glad you went on this trip. He's <laughs> like, I have no idea who any of these actors are that you hired to like player cousins um yeah i guess it's time to you didn't want to like waste this well let's just say what this is this is a pickled egg it's a turmeric pickled egg oh that's, that's a... why you sort of raised your eyebrow earlier when i when i said turmeric okay 
So first of all, let me just say, really gorgeous color. I mean, this thing is yellow. It's giving me, it's almost a mustard yellow. It's just, it's a real deep, soft color. I've got, um, I want to say daikon on the outside, or is that onion? Or so it's a pickled red onion. Okay. So wow. I made these yesterday, totally hungover after we saw Christina Aguilera. Mm, sorry. In concert. <sighs> And I was like, okay, what's a totally easy thing to have? And I had a ton of eggs. Mm. Okay, well, yeah. This is great. I mean, this isn't like a weird recipe. Like, That's the thing. Is... It's This recipe for pickled turmeric eggs is kind of like, well, this is just a normal recipe of how you would make. Yeah, this is good. Like, she's not adding some weird-ass shit into it. It's just turmeric on an egg with this pickled onion. Okay. Yeah. it's. I mean, I, you know, I love that acid bite. Of the pickled onion. And you cooked the egg really gorgeously. It's still a little bit jammy in the middle. It's still a little jammy. Yeah. And it's got that gorgeous, rich, rich, deep mm. orange, yolky mm. color. I mean, turmeric has become this, you know, crazy cult over the past 10 years. Where everyone believes that adding turmeric to something like gives it this insane, antioxidant, magical, anti-cancer quality. And it's like... Does it? I mean, it's a gorgeous color. I think people are really influenced by the color of turmeric because, like, it, yes. it creates this, like, bright, bright yellow hue. And it's, like, a dye, so it's kind of like, well, if it dyes this thing, it right. has to right. be it this has to be powerful, yes. has to be this golden superfood. So I'm sure, like, it does help. I don't think, like... I don't know if having turmeric every day, like, right, is that giving you 10 more years of life? Is it... We don't know the turmeric size. Right. I mean, but it's like, is it more important to have turmeric in your smoothie or get rid of toxic people from your life? Or add oat flour to just everything you do. Exactly. These are all options. I'm and just not sure that turmeric is really doing that much. I mean, game on. I guess we can make a bet and see who lives to 90. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, right, you have your turmeric lattes and you're this, but you're like this ground. I mean, when I worked at the Dimes Market, mm-hmm. I remember like this girl came in and she was being so short tank and like hawking her special turmeric powder that was called like golden tea or something like that. And it's like you were just supposed to add it to milk and make like turmeric lattes. And I'm like, so how is this different Than from just literally turmeric powder? Was she being like, we actually source it from just like local indigenous bird razors? The carbon footprint is like negative 10. She was definitely more nervous and being like, hey, this is my product. It's like a turmeric latte. Like, will you guys oh, sell so it? so turmeric girl to be like nervous at dimes. And it's <laughs> kind of just like, bitch, there's enough nervous, anxious energy in this goddamn little store anyway. Like, can you at least come in here and like try to be a power player with your turmeric? There's already like 10 different turmeric powders in the shelf. Yeah, exactly. Thinking? So it's like you got to come in. You got to step at the fuck up. Thank Even you. though I am just a lowly cash registrar. Sorry, I don't do the buying. Yeah, um, but then... I'll see you at Restaurant Week. (laughs) I'll see you at the Javits Center. Will I bring my exact turmeric powder that I'm holding? So, like, hawking? No, it's like that store was a woman woman coming in, like, on the hour, like, screaming where the raw, like, Manuka honey powder was because that was, like, the only thing that solved their allergies. (laughs) And being so Portlandia. The toxicity. It's... Really crazy. Yeah, I will say her sides or like sauces are the only place 
where you're like, well, these are just normal. That's just like pickled red onions, raw honey mustard, like yeah, pickled turmeric like, eggs. Thanks like, for the tip. I mean, I guess she had to fill, you know, fill some pages. Yeah. I'd love to try her cashew eggnog once the holidays hit. I know. And we really wanted to try her cashew crema because her cashew crema. And again, this is where it's getting into Austin, Nashville territory. We're like, it's you're getting three tacos that are like slow roasted bison in those like taco wire holders. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, there's nothing more Tampa than like that little (laughs) triangle holder for the tacos. Ew, this is one so gross. Mint chlorella latte. I'm just like, this look, it looks like cholera. It looks like you're saying cholera latte. You've got a half teaspoon of chlorella powder and then just honey, vanilla, peppermint, espresso, almond milk. I also use coffee as a way to get some extra nutrients in from time to time. <laughs> I mean, this is so her being like IV culture and just like <laughs> I need to inject nutrients into my body. I really do want to get a B12 shot. I mean, some people swear by it. No, I would love to do. I mean, the next time we're violently hungover, we should definitely get $750, like, drips. <laughs> I just, like, drip bar in Union Square. I know, because when we went to Vegas and Key West, there were drip bars everywhere. I guess if I knew where, how much is a B12 drip? I think it really depends on the business and how long the trip is and how many milliliters you do. Right. Um, and I'm sure they have loyalty programs. The other thing, I guess, that's so, I have, that she loves using it right, is the cashew crema is just the use of cashew. Have you ever been to that vegan pizza place, Um, Screamers? No, but I've been to that vegan diner, Champs, which I think is so fucking disgusting. I went into Champs once, just because I had to use the bathroom, and I was like, okay, I guess I'll get something. I got a croissant. It was like a, it was a dry brick. Yeah. Well, I I mean, you remember I, when I dated um, that Vegetarian? No. That's a no, sis. That's a no. Or I guess like vegan. Um, the painter? His name you... rhymes with dames. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so he, like, we went to Champs once yeah. because like he was like vegan or whatever. And the food was literally everything looked and tasted like a urinal cake. It was just like, this is paper. This is paper food. And like, as we're always talking about, it was that weird thing where they're like, we need to make pretend food. We can't serve right. you vegetables. We have to serve no. you eggs in quotation marks and a burger in quotation marks and just like sausage and waffles in quotation marks. And you're just like, what is all this weird powdered play food? And it's all made from just like coconut, cashew, cashew soy mold. Right. mold. I mean, it's that thing because I do feel like a lot of like vegan people are just like former hardcore people and they do just like want fast food. And like chips. That's an interesting connection know, that you're making. <laughs> so you think it's just like they're just really used to having like late night Philly cheesesteaks <laughs> after a crazy noise show and like f- at 4 a.m. And so now that they've transitioned to vegan, they still need that like naughty diner aesthetic. Yes. And it's about just like being this badass diner culture. So I mean, there might be a little bit of truth to that theory. (laughs) Right. Like it sounded kind of crazy at first. And you're like, okay, Lily. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's like, well, why can't you again have an Antony roasted broccolini instead of having... That my kids love. And this 
description for cashew creamer, it's like, what are you talking about, Kristen? The recipe is just cashews blended <laughs> with water. And to refer to cashews blended as crema is like the biggest scary in the entire world. Crema is known as two things. A layer of creamy froth that forms on the top of freshly made espresso and heavy cream that's thickened and slightly soured, usually with buttermilk. Bottom line, it's a thick, yummy cream. Uh, (laughs) To have this dairy-free version of crema is a godsend. And she's like, I use it for everything from icing to my lox breakfast bowl to soups <laughs> uh, babe and it's just a- so i mean i really do and like cashews are delicious nuts like they're fatty and like the naughtiest nut and like they're good i just think cashew like cream to be so gross and sloppy i guess cashew is my least favorite nut also is my thing against cashew crema and all these pizzas i had this okay, vegan well let's Back it the fuck up for a second. <laughs> okay, yeah. What's um, your favorite nut? Pistachio. Oh. <laughs> huh. Do I scare you? I mean, there's just something really dad about that choice. Like pistachio, the act, like the, this nut that requires this little activity, and you're just like yep. being so dad, like cracking pistachios over there. Just sipping a Sam Adams for two hours straight, just one With bottle. This massive pile of shells next to you. Yeah, and I'm getting messy, and you're, and then the wife is like, Tom. I mean, I hate your shells are everywhere. I really hate the work required to get to a pistachio. And, wow. I, and I like pistachio flavor, but the nuts are so, like, small and gritty to me. Like, I don't like the way that they get in my teeth. What I like about a cashew is the softness of it. But it's not, like, stale in a way that walnuts are. Like, I truly despise walnuts. Oh, actually, no, I do despise walnuts. I'll I mean, take they're a just cashew cardboard. over that. Yeah. Cashews to me are this, like, big, creamy. I guess you are. You do like big, wet things. <laughs> I well I like okay, says Miss like Caesar salad like smoothie no, yeah. girl. <laughs> You're always just like, let me get like a couple pieces of chicken um as a side to my <laughs> my Caesar drink. As I always say, I would dr- I would drink Caesar dressing like a smoothie. <laughs> Give her a straw. Just like bubble tea style, big, oh my God, idea. And it's like big thing. The chicken and croutons are like the boba. <gasps> Wait. And I it's mean, this honestly, big cup of Caesar dressing. Yeah, no, work with a molecular biologist. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. got that moving. Okay. Creamy roasted, roasted segment, crema three ways. What does she eat? What does she wear? How does she live? Okay. Well, what does she eat? We are sort of discussing that. Uh, well, but the question is. What does she really eat? Yeah, this is she what like, I wanted to bring up. She doesn't eat. I don't think she eats. She's and, so noom in that way. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's that counting calories app? It's like, yeah, that counting ca- that I'm like always getting ads for. And I feel like in this way where she's just having like, she's always leaving like 65% of the meal on her plate. On the show, like she literally is always cooking. And like I've seen her make the Nashville hot chicken lettuce cups. And like she is always making espresso overnight oats and like getting her eggs from her hens. But I think she is just making tons of meals for the kids and Jay. Mm-hmm. And like that's what fills her up, and it's kind yeah. of this distraction where she gives instead of. Receives. And you don't even really realizing she's not eating, and then she's like, 
okay, let me have one lettuce cup. And then I'm like off to a meeting. And they're going to a steakhouse and like she's eating like half of the eight ounce steak. Yeah, for sure. She is like on their dates and like former dates. Right. She's getting the fish and eating half of it. But I do think like an MCT, right, like espresso oil is more powering her through. I bet she eats. And she's having and like a some assistant is giving her a turmeric smoothie that she's having before workout. And then she's having like a smaller oat rose charcoal shooter smoothie after the workout. And I do feel like out of all these things of what she's eating, she's probably eating the breakfast stuff the most. Well, because she's so breakfast the meal of the day and like no carbs after eight. Yeah. And is having like some sort of smoothie bowl. She's also so this thing where it's like she's always having her crazy Nashville nights and like <laughs> where she's but I feel like those are like she's having two drinks over the course of like three hours. <laughs> and she's just like, Ugh, yeah, we're going to need more wine. And it's like, you are going to need more wine because you've only had one glass. I The only thing I regret about this episode is that we didn't order oh. a curated case of, of dry farm wine. Dry farm wines curated by Cavallari. Yeah. Which is not her wine. It's just like she a does chosen bond. selection. She's so, um, when it comes to wines, I like Cabernet. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, cool. <laughs> but her whole thing now is that, like, she's is natty, but in in a Nashville way. She's, like, not saying natty, though, because she's saying, like, I call this my hangover free rhyme. It's low sugar. Right, like, no cut. additives. And just, like, but talking about it in more of a supermarket way as opposed to being, like, it's sulfate free. I feel like she's not saying the word sulfate. I honestly think she is. And okay, I'm she just, has heard of sulfate. She's, yeah, and she's calling it natural wine, but... Yes, it's much more, like, heavy on the hangover. Like, my favorite thing is a big glass of red. But it was giving me huge headaches. Everything is making her so sluggish. It's like, yes, of course, I feel sluggish if I eat a massive lasagna. But I do wonder, would I have more energy, you know, if I ate full oat slop? (laughs) Do you remember, sorry, that that bartender at that natural wine bar in Boston we went to, and she had a sans-sulfite tattoo? Stop it. That said, like, no sulfates. She was, like, so pro-natty. No. I don't think I was there. It was just crazy. Wow, that's wild. It was that place. Rebel, rebel. Rebel, rebel. No, I remember (laughs) I was, because I feel like I was, like, doing Christmas stuff or something. Okay, sorry, you were super busy with family stuff, and I, sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up. And I just remember being so mad, because I've been wanting to go to Rebel, Rebel. Well, it's... Sans sulfite. Okay, so you are right. And wrong at the same time. She is being like, I call this the no hangover wine because it's organic, free of sulfates. But she's definitely just being like, she's not using, saying. Right. She's using sulfates in, again, like in this way that you might like see it on like a Chobani sausage wrapper or whatever. Yeah. Like she's not talking about it in the natty where she's being so sans sulfite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, that is going to be my final take on her use yes. of sulfates. <laughs> she is not so absolutely. She is not like, ooh, I love natural wine. She's like saying it in a weird, more aveline. Yeah, it's more aveline, and I'm sure the wine is kind of aveliney. Aveline. <laughs> it's, <laughs> Isn't that, it's disgusting. Okay, um, what does she wear? What does she wear? I mean, 
She, I guess you know, when she, we wears. Know she wears the most like insane Christian girl autumn clothes. That's always like a big boot, huge sweater, skinny jeans. And it's always that thing now because you know, where everything is like, I mean, I do think like everything is becoming sluttier in cutouts now. Like all clothing has to have some like structured, weird, cropped, cut out element to it. And so it's always this like one. She's obsessed with one shoulder. Oh, my yes. God. She's <laughs> yeah. constantly in a one shoulder dress or one shoulder top or a one shoulder like structured blouse that's cropped with a side cut out no. but it's like still really simple and everything's in such a like quiet quiet calm calm like Nashville just like go to sleep color well no the color is it gets very of like the burnt it's those it's fall odd, yeah, it's, it's burnty burnty burnt it's burnt colors I'm that she's literally... wearing with the thinnest jewelry imaginable you need a magnifying glass <laughs> to see the jewelry from Common James and that's why you can layer seven pieces I'm already just like imagining her kind of like getting out of her huge huge closet and it's right this huge shoulder cut out bag on the side jay i'm ready <laughs> even her like casual around that house stuff it's like she's like yeah she's totally wearing gray sweats but they're like cozy cozy cashmere Co- they're cozy cozy cashmere gray sweats and then it's still like an off the shoulder cropped sweat top that's from whatever her favorite store in nashville is and I'm sure, like, it's um, also, like, eco-friendly sweats, off-shoulder eco-friendly sweats. Because, like, she's not always wearing her own stuff, even though UJ does have, like, an at-home sweat line. The UJ? That's called just, like, the Sunday Recharge sweats. Because <laughs> the UJ clothing is pretty minimal. It's just, like, two crop tops that say, like, lost lost baby, I was about to say. What? Boss baby. Lost like, baby. <laughs> Sorry, the cashew is going to my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely lady a, boss. Lady, it's a lady, <laughs> lady boss, boss tea. That's all it says. Or it's just like a, there's nothing like wine on Thursdays, and you're just like, okay. Surprised she hasn't gotten more into apparel. I guess the jewelry. She already has so much trouble with the jewelry. Yeah, <laughs> there's like a ton of shipping issues. On the show, one of the funniest things is that like they're always shipping empty boxes. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's just being like, sorry, I, I ordered just like the fish bangle in silver and it came empty and I paid 40 for it. And then like, and just like everyone who works there like doesn't actually work there. I mean, on the show, her like main bitch, this girl, Brittany, is allegedly supposed to be director of IT. And it's just like, this girl is not director of IT. The way in which, yeah, Brittany has no tech training. It's like, did She's you go, go to ITT tech? I don't She's think so. She's not going in like deep fragging the mainframe and just being like, oh, fuck, the servers are down. Like, Brittany, can you get in here? No, it's a Ponzi scheme. It's like, you have a warehouse with empty boxes and a whole staff of just demented chicas. Oh, wait, and you and Meg both get the um the texts from Kristen, yes. the official text from Kristen, that are always just like, hey, hey guys, guys. <laughs> why don't I give you an exclusive preview of my summer edit? And then she releases, like, another extremely thin, thin necklace. Um, okay, how does she how live? How does she live? Again, huge islands. Um, she did... It's, I did wonder if she was going to sell her, like, super massive Nashville mansion. Bancroft? Yeah, and... Well, there's a whole season where there, she refers to the house by the, like, street it's on. I was going to be like, yeah, I'm going to probably stay at Bancroft tonight because I'm going to have a late night at the office. And then being like, oh, yeah, Justin's in town. Like, they're staying at Bancroft. And, like, that house was so psycho and had, like, this crazy, like, built-in sauna and, like, psychotic gym with, like, so much underlighting. And it was, like, so cruise ship. And there was, like, 
so many weird like double height ceilings where there's like a balcony up top and like so many random reading rooms and it's just like this house is it was like very like white house vibes like this is no, too weird. the entire season like she can't sell that house but they've moved into an even bigger mansion that like she can't find her husband in <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like no, are you going to get another different like, downtown spot? And she's spot? so, I mean, she's obviously like 5'2 and like 101 pounds. <laughs> and she also drives like the most massive Range Rover. Like she. Yes, that is what defines her. Huge, she, huge couch, huge island. Well, huge let's car. just say it. You know, she has what I also, you know, love, which is the desire to feel tiny. She literally surrounds herself with the largest <laughs> things. Just like yeah. Jay is just like a foot and a half taller than her. She's like, I need to drive in a huge car. I need to have seven yeah. massive islands. I need to live on just like a 30 acre farm. Like she wants to feel small. That is so it's like you need to get that rich where you can be getting such big appliances to also make you feel thin. Yeah. You know, really, my island needs to make me feel thin. And so does my like 800 foot tall car. <laughs> And then she also was like always making them. Oh, I guess Jay is the one who's always making them get donkeys. What's donkeys? Donkeys, like the actual animal. Oh, donkey. Donkeys. <laughs> uh, yeah, they do that goat swap with Luke Bryan. And then and she's just like, Jay, we're not picking this guy. We're not picking that. <laughs> Seriously? No. The llama spit at me. Oh, the llama. <laughs> yeah. She's like, uh, oh. The llama like was cute. It was. And she's like, I don't want to give the llama back. But honestly, the way Uncommon James, the business is going right now, I have to give the llama back. <laughs> so, yeah, how does she live? I think I do wonder what happened to all the farm animals if he has just taken on that. I bet she still has some hens, though. Well, isn't she living at the house, though? Didn't he move out? So doesn't he have to take care of all the fucking farm animals? But maybe he got another huge Nashville house and took some of the farm animals. Oh, Okay. So she just has, like, the chickens. I kind of think so. And because the chickens are the thing that the kids, like, Sailor and James can go, like, get the eggs. Well, and it teaches, like, kids, like, really good values. Yeah. I hope to have my kids tend to hens. <laughs> Hen tending is, like, I mean, animal husbandry, obviously, is, like, a huge goal that I think today's children are not learning. You know, like Chasten, you know, doing 4-H. It really turned him into the, this upstanding into the man he is, the C-list musical theater gay that he is today. And I'm sure Jax, Cam, and Sailor are learning amazing values, tending to hens. Okay, who are you in the book? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess my fear, like, just to bring it into the universe of the show, yeah. is that I'm Justin. Her, just like gay hairstylist friend who has like so many injections and just like his mouth <laughs> yes. looks like a butt and like his eyes look like mouths and just like the whole thing is such a crazy mess and he's just like has his twink husband and like is so annoying. And his like sister just got married to like someone in Nantucket and he was in Nantucket for like two months. It's also so me. Um, but I'll say this, babe. I actually don't think you're Justin. I think you're Kristen. Thank you. I mean, I do. I am Kristen Cavallari. Because, like, you're so much more, like, sketched and small and, like, being, like, I'm actually really busy today and have one thing to do. All I do is have one thing and say, I'm running a fucking business and it's a nightmare. Our favorite Kristen Cavallari, I cannot speak today, Cavallari quote is, 
This is not a sorority. This is a fucking business. And she's right. And I mean, not to now like kind of take you down. The thing about Justin is that he's actually like so positive. He's always like so Christian in this weird, creepy gay way. Mm. So he was born Mormon. He's always posting stories being like, hey, lovies, um, word today, be kind to each other, okay? Yeah. It's been a really bad year, so take all that crap you've been saying on the internet and uh, smile at someone. That's not my style. And that's not your <laughs> style, but then also he actually is running like a multi-million dollar hair business, right. which you're not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So Justin's a lot more positive and successful than me. But you're Kristen and super successful and like want to be small, but yeah. are like bitchier. Right. Okay. Are you the famous meatball recipe? Yeah, I think I am like her dad. And I think you're calling me being like, wait, what did you have at that restaurant in San Diego? But, you know, at the same time, though, like, you know, you are such a sensitive Sally. And I don't think that you're as uptight. Mm. And you haven't like, you know, you haven't held on to a lot of that, like, you know, that immigrant resentment mm. and seriousness um, that may be in your family on either side in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're right. Um, so that's why actually I am the recipe. I'm Italian, but modern. Right. You're Italian, but modern. But ultimately just like, um, yeah, like, you know, it's it's also well, I think of that Rosie quote. What you see is what you get. Because <laughs> that's kind of the meatball recipe, you know, it's like you're, getting, it's, you're it's, getting what you pay for. It's meatballs. Yeah, it's meatballs. All okay. Right? And that recipe, there's none of the funny stuff. There's none of the oat flour, none of the crema. Just classic meatballs. Mm -hmm. um, but if you were to be a recipe, I feel like you are... Am I parsnip fries with simple aioli? I was going to say you're the cauliflower tartine. Oh, wait. What was the question? She goes, there's something about tartine that's always <laughs> fascinated me. <laughs> it's like, well, because you didn't know the definition of the word. you've never heard of them before. It's literally just toast. <laughs> literally, what is fascinating about a tartine? I can't think of anything. Just has blown my mind. You're also new you is a little the locks breakfast bowl. Oh, you mean like going to the gym me? Yeah, because her reference for it is being like, yeah, in high school, I would go to this like bagels are everywhere store in a strip mall in Laguna. And it was like amazing, but they made me feel totally sluggish. And I'm kind of like thinking about you like being A-list like in Watertown, like with other girls getting these bagels. And, and I like, was definitely getting the bagels then. And I didn't have to worry about what I ate because I was a fucking teen. And now you're making maybe a random bowl after Blink. That's where you're like salmon. <laughs> egg, egg, pesto, pesto, cherry tomatoes, cherry tomatoes. balsamic, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. It's a little sloppy, but it's good. It's roasted. Yes, good and fats. I, it's good fats, and I'm putting a lot of really good Malden on it, <laughs> and I'm enjoying it. And I'm eating it alone <laughs> at my large island. And you're looking contraposto. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I I give this book, wow, um, it's really hard to say at the end of the day. On uh, one hand, I had so much fun read, I had, reading it. I had quotes. a ton of fun getting like this real deep insider's look into like what Kristen might wear when she's near a dish. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, like you can't really even put a price on that kind of investigatory journalism. At the same time, the recipes aren't good. Um, and the ones that are good are just like the most not a recipe thing that you don't need to go to this book for. <laughs> 
I mean, I want to say that I'm sorry, but I'm like giving it like one cashew cream layer of a seven layer dip. I'm just kind of like, this book has no point. I'm giving this a tablespoon of arrowroot powder out of five cups of arrowroot powder. (laughs) Like... Yeah, do I love reading the description about her just being on the phone with her dad asking him about a restaurant he went to in San Diego? But it's so... Sure. It's so (laughs) psychotically simplistic. It's like, it's not even being like sassy girl boss in the way that Alison Roman is just like this like sesame noodle recipe. It's basically like a pair of Rachel Comey heels. You wear it once a season, but when you do, damn, you feel good in it. Like, at least Roman is being like kind of like specific sassy girl boss. And this is just like really vague, not that sassy girl boss. No, right. She's not even being like like the sassiest she gets or like most this is not even sassy doll but like when she gets specific is saying referencing how she went to a restaurant in the Chicago suburbs like that's just the <laughs> and most like, and also, you're not also an alien not, not saying the restaurant because she's so like privacy just NDA. being like there was a restaurant in Chicago that I enjoyed <laughs> period <laughs> period it's like maybe you literally just say the steakhouse well that'd be a deal <laughs> right just say say the name like Romans is always like talking about Keynes like no, I think we've learned, yeah, Cavalry is not Roman. Yeah. But nor is she right, being even a little more Cosmo and right. with the just details. Like Cosmo just, it up a little bit. Like, your brand is so Cosmo and you are selling, like, stemless copper glasses. The, like, home goods to the boots jewelry. Um. Yeah, this book was written by just, like, predictive text. <laughs> well. What a time, though. I mean, and to cook with you, to spend a Monday. Yeah, I will say this. Like, your favorite celebrity, you may not even know this, they might have a recipe out there. Get together with one of your good gal pals on a Monday afternoon and just cook something. I have to say, I'll say it right now, you're an amazing chef. Your ah. confidence in the kitchen is just so impressive to me as my frantic contraposto self. <laughs> yeah. It's just like I get really, really bogged down in the sort of just the ballet of it all. Yeah, in the coconut. You could, yeah, and, and I want you to come out of that coconut cream because I see it in you. You love flavor so much. I mean, we, we're on yes. this pod every goddamn week talking about food and you're telling me about chefs and cremas you've had. And I want you to rise out of the crema and know you are a roasted chicken three ways. I would love to be that. It's just, you know, recipes like I get like I suddenly it starts out fine. And then all of a sudden it's like you have all this timing to worry about. And like all of it's just like, oh, no, I have to turn that down and I have to chop this. It's like the timing and the prep of it all like becomes this crazy dance where I just feel like I'm missing everything. And then all of a sudden, like everything's coming to a boil at the right time. And I've got like 30 dirty dishes everywhere and it's not coming together. And well, that's why people say, you know, cut everything first. You know, the mise in a place or whatever. Yeah, get the mise on in there. But I don't even do that because sometimes I'm just like, ugh, like, wait, so I'm supposed to not start cooking? And was, you know. Anyway. anyway, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on this, again, experimental app. Like, sorry, we experiment. Um, next week, we are reading... Vivica A. Fox, one of our favorite actresses. And her memoir, Every Day I'm Hustling. I am very excited. Very excited. Been a big um, Vivica stan since middle school, high school. Yeah. I mean, she's been a, a big a part. A huge part of our lives. Big part of our lives for a long time. So I can't wait to dig in. Yeah. And maybe just watch one of her flicks. 
during the week or read along with us. Uh, yeah, read along or watch one of her flicks. And like, and we will be talking about this in the pod, but Two Can Play That Let's Game is yeah. one of our favorite films of all time. And I would recommend that. Also because that that movie is very memoirish because she talks to the camera. It's written like a lot of the books yeah. we read. And that's all we'll say. No, I'm not going to say anything else. Okay. Best. Best. Celebrity Book Club is recorded live in the Gulch and presented by Prologue Projects and HeadGum. The show is produced by Meg Murnane, who's a total girl boss, with editorial support from Leon Nafak, who is one of the most badass producers in the business, as well as Andrew Parsons and Madeline Kaplan. We're really close, and she's honestly really good at her job, and I'm really proud of the work she's been doing. Our production manager is Percy Verlin, and she really needs to start pulling her weight around here. Engineering by Ferris Monchi. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. Original theme song by Stephen Phillips Horst, who I'm completely obsessed with. Artwork by Teddy Blanks at Chips and Why. He needs to get back to me about some designs that I sent him two weeks ago. And if he doesn't, this launch could be thrown completely off the rails. Follow us at Twitter at CBC the Pod. We really need more followers because we really need to get our social game up. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and we really do need those subscriptions because that makes a huge difference. Leave us a review and don't forget to tell your friends about this because at the end of the day, this is a business and word of mouth matters. That was a HeadGum Podcast. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves, so we could go surfing. Ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.